0: No, I, uh, I do not like Guy Ritchie at all. Yeah, Snatch has this whole following. I don't get it. I don't get any of his shit. Uh, he did Lockstock. Uh, he did those two Sherlock Holmes movies. It's basically style over substance without much style. Yeah. Ooh,
1: that was good. It, oh, is, this, is that recording? It's done. recording. Yes! Time. Okay. <laughs> I am so good. All right. So, for our book report... I'm going to pick up a thread from my solo episode, with a question for you, Sam. Okay. Stand across for me. Is historical fiction for smart people? It can be. That is the correct fucking answer, Sam. <laughs> it can be, because I'm going to talk about an instance where it wasn't, <laughs> and it is when Baki the Grappler's writer developed a deep. Enduring fucking obsession with, already the Muhammad Ali thing, no. Miyamoto Musashi. Oh no. So, your first thought might be, oh, Baki the Grappler takes place in the modern day. This new spin-off series, not spin-off, I guess continuation. It's like chapters. It's, it's magical. Okay. I feel like it has to have. Okay, conspiracy theory, I am convinced it's almost that Netflix season count thing where they they don't have to pay you as much because it's a new season. Whatever, he's been doing this for a while. Baki Do, or Baki's Style. Okay. Which I read very legally, is largely about the cast of Baki the Grappler versus a clone of Miyamoto Musashi. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) the comic is very defensive about the term clone because the soul of miyamoto musashi has been harnessed by the shaman lady and put back in his body this clone body that they have made of miyamoto musashi
0: so on a scale from zero to dio describe Musashi as an antagonist here. On
1: a scale
0: of zero to Dio. Because if it's just him, and it's the whole fucking cast of Baki, and, like, I've read Baki. (laughs) (laughs) I know who these motherfuckers are. So... We've got some power level issues here now. Here is
1: the great thing about the creator of baki i want to guess. i want to say which is unless you're the united states military which is for some reason just the whipping post of this or a major police force Mm -hmm. the author has a sort of enduring respect for your style and lifestyle and philosophy up to things like pro wrestling or capoeira or what have you sure and and it's really just everything is very elevated to a cartoonish frontier it's essentially a lot like classical pro wrestling I, in fact, stand by the idea that Baki the Grappler is more like pro-wrestling than actual comics about pro-wrestling. Okay, interesting. And this hot new heel Musashi is brought in. And Musashi... I'm just, I'm just gonna refer to my notes here for a few seconds. And we're heading into spoiler town, by the way. It already was a spoiler that they resurrect Musashi and put some of its spirit into him or whatever, but...
0: Is this just an arc of Baki, or is it a spin-off of Baki?
1: It is essentially an entire series of, like, a 200 chapters
0: and it's canonical
1: it's canonical holy shit that they clone me about a fucking a I don't
0: know why I'm thinking this is more stupid than usual for Pocky it is I actually stand by this is <laughs> if it didn't
1: come after a thing called pickle which is a separate set of spoilers which I'm just gonna go into now pickle was a frozen caveman well actually I guess pre-caveman like a humanoid from the dinosaur era who fist fought dinosaurs and the idea
0: was have martial arts advanced far enough. You guys should watch more anime. <laughs> you guys should watch more anime and read more manga. I think it could only be helpful to you. I- I'm dancing around a few ideas here,
1: because there are a few there are a few things of note that I just want to talk about. This sure. First off, you talking about the scale to Dio. Yeah. A solid 8.5. He's fucking great <laughs> this. Because <laughs> first off, there is one intelligent... Okay. I should be more fair to this than that. I want to say that they're all of Bakudo or Baki's style, which is why I'm two, two parts. This whole first part. There are 3 straightforwardly intelligent, not even in the ironic, this is crazy ideas in there. Okay. And one of them is the sheer alienation that a man out of time feels. Sure. That's a classic narrative element. You know, your Captain, your Captain America and, and, and other things. But the tack here is not an inversion, but it's an antagonistic figure here, and portrayed in a way as, like, he starts out as sort of fun, like, ooh, I'm exploring this new era. Look, what's this? What's this? You know, plays it that way for a second. But this guy is from an era where everything is just about death and your willingness and ability to either dispense it or avoid it. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how he wants to rise from this, from the bottom again, but he's using the phrase rise through cutting. And I guess what I like about it is that it's sort of played as a cool thing at first. They were like, we actually need to stop him. (laughs) And you have to remember this world is under Baki logic so someone in contention for history's best martial artist running around is actually a national security threat. <laughs> it's, it's like a civilizational problem, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. That's when the funny thing funny thing comes in again. But it's also played against this mental idea he's gonna rise through cutting. Is actually nonsensical. This weird reality ensues thing happens here where. It is established and underline, and he and he states that he understands this: that the world does not work that way anymore. You can't just beat up enough people for everyone to be cool with the way you're acting. They'll put you down. Which, by the way, I like that, but there's one big fucking problem with it. Mm -hmm. It is totally inconsistent the way they treat you, Jiro, who has totally risen through cutting.
0: (laughs) And I should I should make a note, yeah, right here that the whole martial arts are national security threats, not just national security threats, but civilizational threats to those who are fond of Mashal. This isn't actually good parody of <laughs> showing fighting <laughs> bullshit. Thank you for that little
1: booster shot there. I will always take a swift kick at the ribs of Mashal and just scream
0: the words you're making us all look fucking dumb (laughs) Uh, Mashal sort of seems to me it's it's sort of like it's the reason that I don't like Deadpool very much it's like bang it's a uh, it's a fighting manga for people who hate fighting manga in a way that like in terms of texture there is a unique sandpaperness
1: to shallow genre parody yeah it just hurts my gonads.
0: You know what it is? It's because you could you could um you could Photoshop those um those sort of neck bearded Wojaks pointing in awe in front of any particular panel of Mashal, and you know, like it'd feel like it was meant to be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can shit on that
1: one at length. I'm gonna try to get back to sure. Yeah, yeah, it's my, my fault talk here. So there's Musashi here and everyone is sort of hyper reverential of this whole thing, and they sort of do the hot heel reservoir. He basically goes through, like, the pet main cast one person at a time before, you know, the inevitable second confrontation of Baki Boy, right? <laughs> I
0: love that this was 200 chapters. I don't even think Death Note was 200 chapters. <laughs> this man is fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> that's also worth noting. <laughs> so, 200 chapters. One thing that's interesting about Baki Do is that his style sort of simplified itself but i think it actually works like he is known for his iconic hyper muscular style and everyone is still rendered of that loving detail to muscle but he sort of picked up more i don't know cartoonist tricks for rendering it and putting these out in a human amount of time without dying or learning to hate the page the way the hunter x hunter guy and everybody did because they worked him like a fucking slave it's
0: good good for him good for him
1: find a way to love your work yeah like he
0: found a balance there that's good.
1: Sometimes you just walk up to your editor and say, This comic is about Musashi now and how he would interact with the modern world. We need to cut to the inevitable question here. Mm -hmm. Yo, this is about, like, punching, right? (laughs) does this guy use a fucking sword? (laughs) (laughs) This is resolved, I want to say, with three approaches. The first approach is dudes that say, It wouldn't be facing Miyamoto Musashi if I didn't let him use weapons. Which is a fucking insane person thing to think or say. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. It makes me smile so much. The second thing, and this is an idea that's pushed for a while and then sort of abandoned because of what I think is editorial fiat. Musashi is fixing the idea that, and it's such a Baki thing. In the same way that a master calligrapher can paint in the air with only his hands and no pen. Would not the ultimate sword play be swordless?
0: <laughs> and you say, this is the sort of thing that can only exist in manga. Like this <laughs> I swear to God, you, you, you put an American or a British or anyone from the West in front of a piece of paper, and you tell them to have these ideas, and they're just, it's just not going to be in their vocabulary the way that it can only be in manga.: Yeah. And there is a line. Where this idea could suck. It
1: might even be your mental image. Like, okay, so what? He has psychic swords now that literally cut through people? No. Because what I will always love about Baki is that the stupidity... If 10 is going too far, the stupidity in Baki is always at a (laughs) 9.5. Because no. You know that fucking... How do I describe this? You know that fucking killer intent thing that's sort of a uh, trope of... Just sort of Japanese action. Mm-hmm. His cutting without a blade thing is essentially he swipes at you, you feel that you would have died, your body tenses <laughs> up, you feel the pain, you have no physical damage. It's wild, it's expounded upon in an interesting way. I just really enjoy the idea. The text, yeah, no, it's fascinating, honestly. He also avoids murdering half his cast. <laughs> now, that being said, and we're going straight into Sporatown here, I want to talk about something. Cause the sort of fan favorite non-Baki non Yujiro dude in this series is the like Chinese Shaolin guy, Retsu. Who, spoilers, hyper spoiler town, bites it against Musashi. So it's like, I want to put up like the history of Chinese weapon arts up against this guy. And then you're like, oh wow, it's sort of a class of civilizations. I wonder who's gonna win this, and then you read the name on the cover, it's like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> So this fan favorite character ends up getting gutted by Musashi. Not against that. Classic way, you know, build tension, build heat. Also, I don't know, an action thing running this long, you need to kind of build the idea that life and death stakes matter on some level. hmm And that's fine. Here's where I take legitimate issue of this thing. Because there's a sort of camaraderie they portray of a sort of fight-fixated... Band of Brothered Way between, like, the pet cast. I, I, I call the guys who recur the pet cast, and it's just a stupid Denardism. Okay. A lot of the expressions I use, people are not real expressions. There are words that just come out because I'm saying them.
0: Yeah, a lot of the time, um, I will do similar things, no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. It
1: is deeply confusing. I hope you guys have gotten used to it over time. And it, it just really bugs me. A, because the guy is a fan favorite. B, because he basically nursed the main character back to health earlier in the series. Baki does not give a fuck that this guy basically gets murdered in cold blood. Like, he cares about it in terms of... I don't know, like, if you saw an interesting game of baseball reverse itself. it's Like, oh man, the Mets really came back from behind there. That was crazy. I really wanted the Orioles to win that one, you know? My best friend in that death duel. And it's the same problem... I think it's the same problem in the portrayal of Baki that he has his girlfriend. That's important for like 400 chapters of this series, mm-hmm. and just does not exist in the 300 chapters of Baki Do. I, <laughs> I can only assume that.
0: I'm thinking of um, I, I recently played through the Mass Effect trilogy again, and sometimes in the DLCs. Uh, a character will show up but not have any lines because Seth Green was not available to record lines for that DLC that day. <laughs> Bang. It is like that,
1: and it just mystifies me, and it gets weirder because the author must understand how human emotions work because a different member of the pet cast later does give a fuck that this guy, that Musashi killed this guy and in fact fights him because of that, and I'm trying to figure out because... Baki's supposed to be this fucking sort of heroic dude who Mm -hmm. cares about things. That's the difference between him and his father. But it's just this very specific case. I don't know if Retsu has been shitting in his soup off panel (laughs) at random intervals. It is mystifying to me, just on a character-writing set point, and Baki has always had the consistent problem that Baki is the least interesting character in
0: Baki. That's a risk that you often kind of take when you have uh An ensemble-based series like this with just such a interesting spread of it's tr- weird assholes. It's true. It's true. It's
1: all there's often a structural, either I don't know if it's a need or just a habitual tendency. Like we all are part of an intellectual legacy when we're writing whatever. But the usual strategy in these situations is to sort of make your main character neutral milk so that there's a reference
0: point for everything. Well, I. Some of my favorite series are the ones that avert this successfully. Uh, Like, you know, Paranatural? Yeah. Fucking love how Paranatural goes about that, where its main character is just this deeply depressed sarcastic (laughs) who's, like, the least normal person that you can imagine. Has, you know, relatable motivations and such, but is not at all, you know, just a, you know, milquetoast human being. Paranatural is great. I would honestly...
1: It's our show so we can do it anyway. I was going to say it deserves an episode even though not technically manga or whatever, but... We could just do it.
0: I mean, the the guy is clearly super into JoJo. Deeply, deeply.
1: So I guess what I wanted to talk about with Bakido, I've talked a lot about what I found interesting or didn't like or thought was dumb Mm -hmm. or is cool, but it occurs to me that I read all this and I did enjoy it and I should really isolate the elements that make this work for me. Okay. First off, I think in manga history there have been few examples of someone that as clearly loves the material he's working with or is babbling about as this guy. Like Whether it's some random rant about how karate teaches you how to turn random parts of your body into blades like a sword, which is horseshit, but he believes it (laughs) and you really believe that he believes it. And that's special to me. I kind of like how he can make these fights sort of operatic and chessy, but not bloat the length into ad infinitum, which I think is totally a disease across this entire age bracket of action manga.
0: Yes. There are ways of doing it um, where you can contain this chess match to a single chapter. That is true as well, yes. and So I do like... Pacing
1: is an odd thing to isolate, but I think it matters a lot in action, and I think that Vaki has an interesting way with it. I guess I just love how voicey this whole series is. I mean, there's something that you get in books and manga and certain comics they you just do not get in more collaborative efforts, where you just feel the pure person shining through. Certainly, yeah. And that has always basically been why I turn up to... Baki, not because I expect to learn something.
0: <laughs> well, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something about the guy writing it. Exactly, he's almost a character. <laughs> I do like when that happens when the when the manga becomes something of a character in their own thing. Like, um, it, it's it's most it's easiest to recognize when a manga is just. Absolutely fucking full of shit that the manga cut thinks is really cool. Mm. Um, Black Lagoon's a great example. Hey. Like, he's always got like this new pet thing that he's thought like that he's been researching. He's like, hey, so here's this fascinating thing about how the Chinese military is structured. <laughs> oh, man. This is how their intelligence apparatus works, and I'm, I gotta tell you, it's wild shit. I'm overdue for a reread of that. But it won't take you very long a who a who a who i think he's putting that new shit right now though yeah
1: yeah i guess i just enjoy how this thing could only exist from this man and i guess it should go without saying for how long he's been writing these whilst giving a crap but the punchies are well drawn that's good they're fun it's it's good to have that's
0: good you kind of need that
1: to happen Kind of need that to happen um I don't know if he knows what he's doing if you Jiro anymore. I think he just needs the rating pop from Dio every now and again. So you might be wondering what this all adds up to intellectually as it's trying to put Musashi back into the ground. Like what this means to the character of Baki, what this means to the themes of Baki. And I thought about it. I thought about everything that happens on Baki, though. All the statements about, you know, law enforcement. There's a whole thing, by the way. Okay, this is worth noting. There's a sequence of this. Part of Musashi's sort of build, and just pointing out his alienation to society, where he basically ends up terrorizing and killing a bunch of cops. Okay, and it's supposed to be the point of no moral return for the Musashi clone character. <laughs> and if you are of a certain disposition, you might be saying, "Oh my god, this guy is my fucking hero! <laughs> Look at him go!" Based. <laughs> Yeah, so that also happens. Based in Musashi-pilled. Based and Musashi-pilled, indeed. <laughs> Something I should point out in terms of why I enjoyed this. Before I get back to the idea, I was just ranting about... Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. Quick deviation. Denard never does those. Quick deviation. It has its artsy moments, not in the way that someone who went to, like, grad school and paid attention has them, but someone who's just a master at drawing things... And listens to way too much Joe Rogan could do something. Like, there's just a lot of fun, technical, artsy but in terms of how things are drawn. like There's this runner before every fucking fight where they look at each other and they each see something different surrounding them. Like, when Musashi looks at Baki, he sees just a widespread feast. Like, just bowls of food drawn towards the horizon. Or when this one character who's about to get rocked by Musashi in a hilarious way, he just sees darkness behind him. Or... When Musashi looks at Yujiro or sort of resident Dio kind of just see these poun these piles of gold mounted up. Okay. It's little first is like that. Cool shit like that. I like that. I don't know. I like that shit. Now, I say all this. All the shit I described. So what's the point? What's all this add up to for the characters, for the plot, all this. I wrote it down, I identified the elements, and I decide what's all that is up to. The moral of Baki do is do not clone warriors from the past and put their soul in it with a magic priestess. It is a bad thing to do. You should avoid that. And I think that is wisdom we can all apply to our own lives.
0: See, I was I was expecting for you to um just open up your your, your Google Docs or whatever and I just see the letters t t t t b p p p b b b b t t t d b b b p p p h p p p t t t
1: and you know i think the two works to discuss today are similar in that like in evangelion they talk about you know, we sort of wall ourselves off from people instinctively because we expect to either be hurt or hurt them. Mm-hmm. But we need to have faith in that connection for anything to grow. And often we have that faith, something can grow despite what's happened to you in the past. Yeah. And in Baki, if you take the soul <laughs> of an ancient warrior and stick him into a clone so you could have a cool tournament, there'll be bad consequences you didn't intend. And I think we should think about that.
0: I'm finding that this episode is, like, a really great, just, microcosm of where you're coming from versus where I'm coming from in any given, like, day.
1: It really, really is. (laughs) One day, everyone, my basic goal is to become an adult like Sam. That's sort of what I'm
0: shooting for. Are you, are you sure that's what you want? At least, dispositionally. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) i mean i have my benefits too i don't know if i have one virtue it's just the stupid what's that fucking ace hood song hustle hard on loop yeah you you do shit until it works for you that song does suck but has a good message a good message like not resurrecting a samurai (laughs) it's in a modern world he won't be compatible it's like you know how they have ancient germs Mm mm-hmm don't worry about those. The ancient germ is stabbing. <laughs> he
0: thinks stabbing people is okay. I wish oh, I had. Um, I wish I had anything to add, but it's kind of it kind of just wraps itself up in a bow now, doesn't it? The best
1: emotional moment in Bakido, and it's funny to me just because of what it is because it shows all this shit this guy's put together before we could have two people have a conversation in a set. Well, actually, there are a lot of conversations, but you know what I mean. hmm Is, long after their fight, Musashi talked to the prehistoric caveman, <laughs> Lord in heaven, who was hunting alligators and shit beneath the sewers. I know. <laughs> but it's a scene with two people out of time who can relate to being stuck out of time, even though one of them can't talk?
0: But he can't talk?
1: Yes. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. And I am just down there, and I'm looking at this scene, I'm enjoying it, and I'm just thinking, man, when it comes to conventional masculinity, <laughs> look at the number of layers of obfuscation <laughs> this man had to put down before getting the theme of. You ever feel lonely sometimes? Ever wish you could talk to someone? <laughs> also Mashashi can cut people with his mind now. All right, so that's my book report. Thank you all for listening. This is Weeboo Hell. It is Weeboo Hell.